This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Hi, I'm Ralph Tucker from Tucker Media. The year 2020 has certainly presented challenges for everyone across the world. In 2020 Revision, I'll chat to a cross-section of the community about their experiences and learnings in this truly unique period of history. From business owners, to professional athletes, to new mums, everyone will share their stories. And to give it an authentic 2020 feel, I've recorded these chats at my kitchen table over Zoom. Anthony Minicello, welcome to 2020 Revision. Ralph, thanks for having me on, mate. Appreciate it. Most people would probably know you as an NRL legend, but you're also an ambassador for the Sydney Roosters. You've got your own business in in Minifit and you're a mentor in the change room, so you wear many hats. I'd like to get you to go through your 2020. You know, 2020, it's been bloody challenging. And I think it's been challenging for everyone around the world, Um, whoever they are, if they're a business owner or not, sporting world in any field um it's been really uh it's been really a tough year but you know the way i look at things uh, i've always looked at things in a positive light so there's a there's always opportunity and adversity as, as i uh feel and let's talk let's talk minifit for an example now um you know i, I had kids holiday clinics and school term programs aligned to the syllabus and that was all on pause because you know you weren't allowed to go into schools or lockdown was happening so that was all cancelled at the time uh, so I sort of evolved the business and switched part of it to online um, you know dropping out two live sessions a week and, and filming a host of on-demand 15-minute bodyweight workouts and now that's actually a different arm to the business that I'm building um, building a subscription base and building some members at Minifit that, that want to train with me in the comfort of their own homes. You know, 15-minute workouts, body weight, no equipment needed. So that's been um, – that was really uh, fun to actually develop when we are in lockdown with my family, just sitting in the backyard writing 15-minute um, programs out to, to film them, which is quite cool. And, and now things are starting to ease up. We're pretty lucky in Australia that the school programs are starting to come back. Uh, for the roosters, I everyone was stood down. You know, we weren't allowed in the office. Uh, the the players had an eight week break. Then they come back into the office under a huge bubble, which no no one was allowed in uh, except people in the bubble and a couple of um, media staff down the other end of the office. Uh, so that was um, that was challenging, but that that gave me more time to work on Minifit and develop the online program. And, and then with the Change Room program, which is a wonderful program um, that Matt Elliott has developed, and that's another passion of mine, speaking about nutrition and movement and exercise, uh, that they switched to online as well, online programs. So, um, yeah, they, they uh, saw some more opportunity in that as well. So, you know, to be honest, looking, um, looking at this year, it has been challenging, but it has been... Um, rewarding in, in different aspects you know we've got time to just sit down and spend with family day in day out homeschooling was fun or a challenge I should say but um, you know you, you get to work on we get to evolve and on your business and work on things that you, I would never have worked on I would have just concentrated on the schools and the clinics and never would have developed the online stuff which I have now let's break all that down I mean 
you sort of getting some inspiration out of desperation like most people I guess when COVID originally hit there was a lot of uncertainty in the the workplace and and businesses across the country and how are we going to be able to survive but if you look across the board I think Australians are, are pretty adaptable in in most situations when it first happened were you scared were you how were you feeling because I think a whole lot of people went through a whole range of emotions before coming out the other side and and seeing as you mentioned the opportunities in this situation for me in any situation I sort of even as a footballer I sort of thrived on bigger games thrived on pressure the more pressure the better that I seemed to perform so I wasn't scared Uh, it was um, different and just that eye-opening to see what was happening in the world and how quick this virus was spreading. Um, but, you know, during lockdown, you know, like everyone, I, I put my home line on pause and, you know, you could strip back a lot of things where, you know, not not, in, not having to pay for certain things when you go out for dinner or you, you're going and doing this and that. All we're doing was staying home and buying groceries and actually cooking, um, cooking things up every day. So, the, uh, I... You know, even though it was a, a tough time for um, all of us, it was we sort of made it fun at home. You know, cooking different recipes with my wife and and my little daughter, and uh, spending time in the backyard, and you know, riding a bike around the block again, and all that type of stuff. And then, you know, having write down and and think of things, think things a bit differently, think of uh, things a bit differently with your business. How if this is here to stay for a long time, how are we going to evolve the business to actually make some money? And that's when the online idea obviously popped up and uh, bought a platform that plugged into my website. And um, that was now another avenue of um, some income. But again, that's that's just like a new startup. So you've got to work on it. You've got to build it. And um, you've got to, uh, now, now you're in the online world, which is I'm still learning lots uh, every day about how to advertise correctly and where to put your money to try and build your membership base and having a good product and content first and foremost, all that type of stuff. Um, so your thinking starts to switch. And to to be honest, I wasn't scared about it. Uh, I was, this is what it is. You can't change it. You, this is out of our control. Let's do the best we can on what we have. So to move that all online and to, to get cracking and, and build that up, as you said, that obviously takes an investment of time, but that was one thing you did have during lockdown. You had, you kind of got time back, whereas you're naturally a busy guy who's got things on the go all the time. And then to get what essentially time you would have been lost in the car traveling, that was the time that then you could reinvest in reinventing your business. 100%. You know, I had some other ambassador stuff with, um, you know, Supercoach and Tabcorp and all that got stripped away, obviously, uh, along with a lot of other things. So that gave me more time, like you just said, to really just stop focusing on 10 or 12 different things and just start to hone in on what is my passion. And that's health and fitness and nutrition and movement. So, you know, I really want to start growing Minifit in the business and the school programs and obviously the online side uh, and then uh, the change room programs growing as well. So they're my two avenues where I'm really, really passionate about and that's what I really want to grow into um, as my two main things. Uh, and then, you know, there's, there's obviously some other things that will come from that. 
but I'll, I will always be connected to the Roosters as well. Um, you know, it's a club that I grew up with and, and played for for so many years. So uh, I'll always be connected there. But, you know, my main um, business now is Minifit. What was the feedback like when you told people or you told your clients that you were moving to an online program. Um, I mean, that again, as you sort of touched on earlier, opening it up to an even more stronger um, or a different client base as, as well. So what what was the feedback you were getting when you put everything into it and then you were able to push it out as a product? The first feedback was, oh, I thought you just do kid stuff, you know. So I had to really, the online stuff is um, for everyone. Adults, if kids want to do the program, they can because it's just body weight. Um, but now capturing the adult market was completely different because it would always be uh, primary age kids. So, um, you know, that and that takes time to really reframe everyone's mind and, you know, a lot of um, Facebook advertising and learning and that side of things, which I'm not really tech savvy with and lucky I've got a good uh, digital team that uh, can point me in the right direction in those areas. So it was a huge, it's still a huge learning curve. I mean, still learning, you know, you never, you never stop learning. But, you know, running a business, um, you're always thinking, well, how can you improve it and how can you evolve it to make it better um, for the customers and, and for the kids that experience the clinics and the programs. So it's, uh, it was a huge learning curve, no doubt. And the change room program where you're a mentor, that was done face-to-face a lot of the time. You mentioned there that they had to transition to online as well. So you had to get across different ways that you could conduct your usual presentation, which would be done in front of a live audience as opposed to then an online audience as well. How did you find doing that style of things too? Yeah, that was different as well because you're right, they were all face-to-face programs and they were in big stadiums, you know. We give them participants are a real experience of going into a change room and walking on the field, taking them up to certain meeting rooms or um, certain um, corporate areas and running our program through the stadium. So uh, originally when they first walk in, they're already pretty much invested in it. They they don't know what to expect, but they're like, wow, you know, I've been under here before. So the interest is straight away. With the online, it's different because everyone's at home and I'm looking at a screen delivering uh, my my talk, you know, so uh, engagement was was huge to try and interact and engage, and you know we implemented a lot of different um, aspects through obviously Zoom and uh, the technology where we can pause, break questions, talk to them, um, and then and then keep going with the presentation. So, um, but then uh, you know that again with the online stuff that has uh, the potential to reach uh, numbers all across the world, you know what I mean? So there's there's some pros there as well. But then now the face-to-faces are coming back and it's, it's always nice to see the participants and take them through the stadium and, and give them that program in, in real time. I mean, if we look at the NRL season, obviously it's a sport that's very close to your heart and, and you were involved for a long period of time there. When the season was paused after round two, did you think it was gone at that stage when Peter Volandis and the ARL Commission flagged a date of, of May 28? Um, I think there was, it's fair to say, plenty of scepticism ar- around that. But in the end, it, it proved to be a masterstroke. And, and if we reflect on the, the season gone by with a, a couple of rule changes, it ultimately 
proved to be a really successful season, even though we had that long period of disruption. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, when Peter Blandy said, you know, get back by the 29th of May, I think everyone thought, no chance. There's no chance of that happening, you know. Um, but he made it happen. And it was the first sport to get back worldwide. You know, what, a, what an achievement that was. And to actually keep everyone... COVID safe and free in the NRL was a massive effort and feat, you know, and they come up with a great plan, you know, although the players were inside a really tight bubble, they sort of knew that uh, that's what had to happen if they wanted to play rugby league this year. So they kept it all pretty, pretty tight and abided by the rules. And again, what a great season in the end. It was a great season. It was physical and it was entertaining. And uh, again, probably the, the two best teams uh, fought it out in the grand final, one and two, and uh, we saw the great grand final. Then we saw the Origin Series. What a what a show that was as well with Queensland snatching victory. And, you know, although I'm a Blues supporter, it was, um, you know, it was a, I suppose you could say, a successful series uh, given the fact that what's happened this year with, with everything, with the pandemic. What was the feedback from the... The players inside the the bubble, I mean, obviously you're still close to the the club there at the the Sydney Roosters and a lot of the coaching staff and and so forth. What was was their feeling around it? I mean, there was sort of seemed to be a lot of positivity in the fact that they wanted to get back playing, but the players were certainly under strict rules for six or seven months this year. They were, yeah, really strict rules. You know, they had to go home, train, back home to the game, fly game day, fly out of their game day, back home, um haircut reported where they went for their haircut back home if uh they were living with someone they would have to do the groceries back home you know so it was it, you know again it was tough and but they knew um that they wanted to get back and, and work and play footy so they all abided by it they did really well the players you know at, at the end of the season you know they, they were tired thought they handled all the players in the NRL handled themselves really well and um got the job done Health, fitness and nutrition are, the, I guess, the, the pillars of, of what you do these days. What are you seeing in terms of people, the way that they handled this year in terms of trying to get things done under difficult circumstances? Um, because, I mean, there was a, a great concern and there probably will be for quite some time about people's mental health and we know the links between health, nutrition and, and mental health. What we can What we can do is try and have the strongest immune system that we can to fight off illnesses and viruses uh, and the the simple tools that we can do without prescription medications or uh, wacky things, you know what I mean? We can just eat whole fresh food, real food, you know? Uh, We can get seven to nine hours sleep a night. We can stay hydrated throughout the day. Now, all that type of stuff. And if you do that consistently, you're going to sleep better. You wake up with a more clearer mind. You're more uh, mentally fresh. You're more likely to exercise. So there's all, there's, you know, out of the three states, the physical, mental and emotional states, they're all very, very well connected. Um, you know, if you practice one thing, another thing will improve as well. So um, firstly, for me, I dial into my nutrition, make sure that I'm on point there, you know, eating whole fresh foods, uh, and, and then your sleep and hydration comes into it. And then, you know, more mental clarity comes, you know, you're not susceptible to a low emotional state or uh, frustration and all that type of stuff. So getting out, 
and getting some natural sunlight on the face as well, that's important, vitamin D production, all, all those all little things, all natural little things that we can still do when you're in lockdown um, to improve our body's system to uh, hopefully have a, a strong immune system. Therefore, those three states are improved, physical, mental and emotional. And we've seen links between poor diet and mental health, poor sleep and mental health, poor hydration, mental health, emotional stability, all that type of stuff um, is connected, as I said before. So, you know, if we can focus on some of the more natural things that we can do, um, all our states improve. Another one of the things that you did during the pandemic and the creation part was create a podcast with Matt Elliott under the Change Room Guys where you are speaking to a whole range of people about those particular subjects, um, health and, and well-being and, and nutrition and everything like that. How's that going? Yeah, it was awesome. We had a really good first season where we interviewed uh, 12 people and we're um, slowly dropping them out every couple of weeks and you know, massive thanks to you, uh, Ralph, who uh, produced it all and set it all up for us. And, mate, uh, just listening to them has been, uh, been amazing. You, you, know, you interview people and you learn, but then I, you listen to them back and you, you learn so more, so much more because when you're interviewing, you're concentrating and you're listening to their question to ask another question. So I, I really enjoyed it. You know, we interview, you know, health professionals, doctors and uh, sportsmen, high performance, it's an yeah, array of different people in a, in a way they treat their own well-being. So it's, it's awesome. You know, we've got some uh, really good people lined up for season two. Um, so we'll get cracking on that soon and you'll be along for the ride as well, mate. It'll be awesome. I really look forward to it. So where can people find you, Mini, if they want to um, get in touch with you in terms of um, Mini Fit and everything else you're doing in the change room? How do they find you? Yeah, sure, mate. Uh, so minifit.com.au um, if you want to sign up there it's two weeks free as you sign up so you might as well give it a go and you can cancel any time have a look at uh, that web page and if you're interested in looking into the change room any further it's the changeroom.info um, and have a look at the program there um, which is fantastic as well Anthony Minicello thanks for joining me on 2020 Revision Cheers Ralph appreciate it mate <laughs>